Well, you're all very welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show here on CRCFM. Well, with Mayo's Connacht final clash tomorrow against Galway, it's time to take a look down south side, I suppose, and cross the border to get some information on the opposition. And to do so, I'm delighted to say we have a returning guest, Keen O'Connell of GA.ie. Keen, a very good afternoon to you. Hi, Queen. Galway have already been rocked by quite significant news. They were missing Damien Comer the last time out in Toome Stadium. Now it looks like he'll be missing in Salt Hill on Sunday. Yeah, Damien Comer is a huge loss for, for Galway. Uh, unfortunately, got injured in the early stages of that Allianz League game a number of weeks ago in Toome Stadium. and It seemed to be a, a fairly significant hamstring injury and it's unlikely that Damien will feature for Galway on Sunday. And it's a really, really big loss Galway went to hold of. 2019 without using Damien Comer, unfortunately due to an ankle injury, he did make an appearance in the round four qualifier against Mayo at the at the Gaelic grounds, and he had worked his way back to, to full fitness for the early stages of the of the Allianz League. So it's, it's a huge pity that he only survived a few minutes against Mayo in the in the in the league game last month, and he, it's a huge loss for Galway not to have a player of Damien Comer's pedigree and power, especially in winter football. Has it affected the mood of the footballing people in Galway? What was it like in the aftermath of that league defeat? Obviously, a triumphant win for Mayo, but Park Joyce himself said it was the most embarrassing day of his life. Yeah, it was a it was a it was a disappointing result, of course, and disappointing performance from Galway. Mayo were excellent on the day and were were worthy winners. And their, their first half display was was something else. It was it was great attacking football? And I'm sure James Warren. His management team would have been would have been thrilled with the manner in which some of the new and emerging players in the Mayo team settled in that game, and they've subsequently gone on to make significant impacts in the kind of championship matches against Leitrim and against Roscommon last Sunday, of course. So, for, from a Galway perspective, though, it was, it was a real setback because in the early stages of the league, Galway had, had generated some momentum and were, were going quite well, and there was a bit of a buzz about, but obviously. There was no inter-county football between March and and October, so you went seven months of inactivity. So I remember talking to you the, 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 in the days leading up to the to that league game, and like we said that there's there's no form lines at that stage to be to, to to that you could go on really at that time. So there was a an element of uncertainty for every team involved. Now, in fairness to Mayo, they've obviously played four matches, two in the league and and two in the Connacht Championship, and they're going quite well, and they seem to have a of a real cut of, 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 of a real team and, and especially the manner in which James Horan in the last 18 months the manner in which he's introduced so many good young players and that that really added a bit of freshness to go alongside the experienced campaigners the Killian O'Connors the Aidan O'Shea's the Lee Keegan so there, there's a real nice mix a nice blend of, of, of youth and experience really in the Mayo team and that, that, that could be a key facet going forward obviously Mayo have so many players that have been on the road for for the for the guts of a decade now, and they've been really serious All Ireland contenders for the majority of, of of that time. But the fact that new players are coming in, Oh McLaughlin, like has been he's been exceptional in the manner in which he can dart forward, like Paddy Durkin as well. They they were brilliant, I thought, in the hide last Sunday, and they really have the the the, the manner in which McLaughlin has settled in. Then you have. Jordan Flynn, Mark Moore, and other guys who, who seem to have plenty to offer. So it's, it's a really exciting time for for Mayo at the moment. But Galway, that defeat did did hurt Galway significantly. There was a much improved display from Galway against Dublin the following week in the Allianz Football League, and Galway were maybe slightly unfortunate to lose that game by six points because Galway did lead early in the second half and are going quite well before 
a fortuitous Dublin goal kind of swung the game back in, in Dublin's favour, and then later on in injury time, Dublin added, added an insurance goal. So there wasn't there wasn't a whole pile in in that game, albeit there, there was little at stake. Yeah, certainly. So at least it wasn't locked down, turning Galway into a bad team over a period of a few months. They did seem to have somewhat of a return to form against Dublin, but having missed out on the championship, the Connacht Championship semi-final against Sligo due to the Sligo COVID issue, is there a feeling within Galway that they're going to come in totally undercooked for this Connacht final tomorrow? Yeah, Paul Joyce spoke at a press briefing early in the week on Monday evening, and he was he wasn't making too much of an issue about that, and he, he said that if if Galway were to prevail, that they'd be seen as a fresher team and if they were to, to lose it'd be because Mayo had a, had a bank of games really built up so he, he wasn't looking at, at that as an excuse or anything he, he, like, it, it, I'm sure it, it is an issue to, to a certain extent in the fact that Mayo since the Allianz Football League have played two matches and they've, they've obviously found out plenty in those games against Leitrim who started well against Mayo in Carrick and Shannon and last Sunday of course Mayo put in a really, really good performance and they, 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 the first half performance in that game, they really dictated the agenda uh, against Roscommon. So Mayo were certainly at a full championship tilt coming into this match. Galway, uh, like they obviously haven't played for, for, for a couple of weeks and there'll be certain question marks around, around that. Uh, and, and I'm sure, nonetheless, Park Joyce will have a team primed, primed for, for Sunday's game. So Galway really aren't making too much of an issue about that. It, it was... Disappointing that that Sligo couldn't play in the Connacht Championship. Paul Joyce mentioned that he had a conversation with uh, Paul Taylor, who had since stood down as as the Sligo manager, but he was in charge of Sligo. Paul Taylor explained Sligo's case, so it is what it is. This was a year like no other, uh, Quivine, and circumstances like unfortunately Sligo couldn't play in the championship, and it is a great pity considering the the, the emerging and and the promising footballers that are in the Sligo panel that they didn't get a they didn't get a chance to sample some championship action this year but nonetheless Galway aren't going to be making too much of an issue out of, out of the fact that they haven't played in the Connacht Championship yet they just have to play that's the hand that they've been dealt The hand that they've been dealt it looks to be quite a, a favourable one if you were to be told at the beginning of the year Keane that Galway with two games of the entire championship could be in an all Ireland final you'd snap somebody's hand off is this a prime opportunity for Porrick Joyce's men and one that, if they do not take, will be seen as a major disappointment? It's a, it's a, it's a really good chance for, for Galway, Mayo, Tipperary and Cork. One of those four teams are going to be in the All-Ireland football final the week before Christmas. So the stakes are, are undoubtedly piled high for, for all of those teams. And all four teams, I'm sure, will fancy themselves quietly that they can get to, 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 to the All-Ireland football final and any of those four teams were they to achieve that, that, that it would certainly be uh, seen as a, as, a, as a positive year and, and an encouraging campaign, albeit in the in, 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 in extreme circumstances, etc. But yeah, Galway, it, it, it is a chance for Galway. You could flip it around and say it's a great chance for, for, for Mayo too, since they're only a couple of games away from, from another All-Ireland final. And on the national stage, the Mayo team has have a whole pile more experience acquired than, than Galway. Galway, obviously, have, have gone quite well in the Connacht Championship. Galway and Rathcommon, of course, contesting every Connacht final between 2016 and 2019. So Galway have, have done qu- quite well in the West. Nationally, though, since 2001, since Galway's last All-Ireland victory in 2001, Galway have only contested one All-Ireland semi-final. And in, in that time, Mayo have contested several All-Ireland finals and have been really uh, knocking on the door 
throughout that time, particularly in the past decade, following the, the, the surge from Jane Torrance first spell in charge when he took charge in the, around the 2011 mark from and then on, Mayo really were, 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 were are, they are a serious team. They, they still are. You only have to cast your money back to last year's All-Ireland semi-final. Mayo had Dublin in a bit of bother in, in the opening period of that game. And it was only for a, a brilliant Dublin blitz after half-time that that, that that changed the complexion of that game. But Mayo were, were in that match. And uh, Mayo has proven in the last four or five years that their ability in in death or glory matches, especially in the qualifiers, they've obviously endured disappointing results in the Connacht Championship against Galway and against Roscommon but nationally Mayo has, has flown the flag for, for Connacht during the past decade Looking at the Galway team that well could line out tomorrow Conor Gleeson seems to be to have been dropped since his poor performance against Mayo that day in Toome is it likely to be Bernard Power to come back in for him in the number one position? Bernard Power played the last Allianz Football League game against against uh, Dublin Conor Gleeson had played in, in all the previous matches and had done quite well and he's a he's a good pedigree and he's he he he's a he he enjoyed a, re- a really productive spell before the before the first lockdown so it's it's, it's hard to know at this, at this juncture who uh Pori Joyce will offer there obviously Bernard Power has a extensive experience with with Curfin and he's a he's a, he's a very able goalkeeper but Conor Gleeson did his did his cause no harm for Prior to the lockdown, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see who who Park Joyce opts for in that. I'm sure it's a it's a real fifty fifty call. I w- I, w- I would say. At full back, I haven't seen much of the man from Illin Arn, uh, Sean Mulcairn. He is he still part of the setup there in the and expected to to start on Sunday. Yeah, Sean Mulcairn is expected to start at, uh, at the weekend. Uh, he played against Dublin. He didn't play against Mayo in, in, since since coming back since returning to Inter. County action, but yeah, he's a very, very promising player uh, in Galway. Sean O'Neill Kieran, and he's good underage pedigree. He's played at Sigerson Cup level with uh, NUIG, and he's, he he has uh, he has plenty of, of ability. It'll, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see how Galway line out. As obviously, the Mayo full forward line wreaked havoc in in Toon Stadium, but Galway wear down some bodies. Mayo wear too, so Galway aren't aren't using that as an excuse or anything. But Galway wear down. My Cullen contingent, so you'd you'd have the likes of Sean Kelly, who I'm sure who did quite well in a, in a full back line role during the spring, and I'm, I'm sure he'll be stationed somewhere there in, in in the full back line too for Galway. Then you have the experience of Gareth Bradshaw that he he, he provides plenty of experience too, and he'll give Park Joyce a, another option in, in the half back line. I'm sure too. So he, they were players that were missing against against Mayo at June Stadium, but since since that game, Mayo. Have have blended the emerging and the established players to, 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 together, but but James Horan's team, uh, it, the, the team that lined out in in June Stadium, won't be sure to what plays. I'm sure on uh, on on Sunday. I'm sure you'll have ten or eleven of the team that started that 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 afternoon in June will 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 be will be heavily involved for 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 Mayo on Sunday. Yeah, certainly. So it will be a different look Galway set up as well that could really help them coming out and springing a few surprises. Do you see Park Joyce doing that? He is yet to announce his team, which is unlike him so far. He was very quick to announce them during the National League. Now, not so much. Yeah, in the early stages of the league, he, he, it was a really interesting thing that the Galway team was generally released on Tuesday ahead of, ahead of the matches and it was, a, it was nearly a throwback that the, the 
team was released so early and in general the there weren't too many changes come Saturday or Sunday for, for those respective respective matches in, in, in January and March. Now, since lockdown circumstances have changed in several different ways with COVID and with the the, the availability of players maybe it's hard to it's hard to release a team on a Tuesday at this exact point. But uh, your part choice, I'm sure Thursday, Friday night, you, you, you'll, you'll see a Galway team. You'll see a Galway team being released, and uh, it'll, it'll be it'll be monitored with with real with real intrigue because the part choice throughout the Allianz Football League has he's afforded maybe 33, 34 players, I think, uh, a chance to shine. So you have a lot of players that have played at underage level for Galway in the last couple of years as minor and under 20, under 21 and they, they're drifting into into the senior panel so Galway do have have a bit of depth but Mayo certainly one thing that you'd have to say that Mayo have acquired at this time is depth especially when you see Ryan O'Donoghue when you see Jordan Flynn you see uh, Owen O'Donoghue you see Tommy Conroy of course is a, is a real goal threat in attack you see those players are, have been integrated into the into the Mayo senior set, set up and it's good for kind of football that you've you have a strong Galway, you have a strong Mayo, very strong Mayo, and you have a strong Roscommon. Now, Roscommon, of course, will be disappointed with their display last Sunday, especially having returned to Division 1 in the Allianz Football League and in promotion. They, they would have carried some expectation into that game uh, in the hide, and they didn't really deliver. But you could also state that they weren't really let deliver by, by, a, by, a, really, by a really pumped-up Mayo team who were primed for that match. Yeah, it's one of those difficult ones to analyse that Mayo-Roscommon game. Were Mayo very, very good or were Roscommon just absolutely woeful? Uh, I think it may be just a bit of both. Looking at Galway, any other surprises? We should be looking out for some players that you expect to make an impact in the Connacht final. Yeah, due to the fact that Galway haven't played since the, since the Dublin match, it's, it's hard to pinpoint precisely what Galway's approach and personnel will be, but for, for people listening, I'm sure you have good emerging players in Galway. One one uh, uh, player that really went well in the in the county championship for the eventual winners, Mike Cullen, Desi Keneally, scored one nine in the final, and he's really really tidy forward player. I'm, I'm sure he'll see some action if he doesn't see it on Sunday. He's a, he's a player worth watching over the next couple of years. He's, he's developing into a, a, a really able player. He's played in All Ireland minor and under twenty final. For Galway, but it seems, it seems that he's ready to, to deliver on the senior stage. One of his club colleagues, too, Paul Kelly, a brother of Sean. Paul Kelly played in the Super League basketball for Mike Cullen in the, nationally for the last couple of years. He's also uh, featured at several age groups as an Irish underage basketball international. But he, he went quite well for, for a stint against. Uh, against Dublin in, in the in the league, and he, he's another player. So you have two players there for my Cullen. Uh, Paul Kelly and Desi Keneally mightn't be widely known outside of Galway, but I, 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 I think that their careers will be worth monitoring in the in the in the coming weeks and, and months and years. Has Jim McGuinness made another return to Galway? Uh, have you had your your binoculars out to witness any return of majest- majestical coaching from Jim McGuinness? Well, apparently in the last couple of weeks he hasn't been around, but that's not to say he he, he hasn't been there this week. But not, not that it's known, but. Yeah, it adds to the to the excitement, doesn't it? The, these kind of things. Where we went four months without any club or inter county football or inter county 
GA a club GA and it was it was a, it was a tough time for many people. In many ways, the the video that circulated on social media wasn't it great that people were talking about football issues and what Jim McGinnis might bring or what what what, what was could be added to the Galway setup if, if if you want to call it that. But Mayo have a top class set up themselves and even watching in the hides last Sunday it was intriguing to see Kieran McDonald in the stand and he was dashing between the stand and the sideline and he was he 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 had a prominent role with with, with James Horan. But that that's brilliant to to see. Former players like that, Kieran McDonald, what an icon he was for, for Mayo people. But for, for anyone that likes Gaelic football, to see a footballer like Kieran McDonald, what, 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 a, what, what a player and what an influence he would have been on, on so many Galway people. The, the skill, the craft he had, everyone would admire that. And it's nice to see him uh, operating as a coach, stroke selector at, at a, a senior inter-county level because... As a, as a player, there were a few more skillful than Kieran McDonald, but it was really, it was really nice to watch uh, at the at the high last Sunday. The manner in which Kieran McDonald was dashing between the stand and the sideline, and the the the, the setups of of the top inter county teams now at the moment are, are 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 really are really top class. And James Horan, he's always had a had a had a had a really stable and good backroom support network, if you want to call it that, with 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 Mayo and Galway are, are trying to do the same and. Uh, that's good to see and it's great to have, have have things like that to discuss really isn't it it certainly is and being at Hyde Park last week Keen, what was it like hearing the instructions from James Horn? I know through the television we heard a lot of go on Paddy Paddy towards Paddy Durkin was Kieran McDonald as vocal as Horn, or was he more going onto the pitch giving information that way yeah no he was Kieran McDonald was he was positioned in the stand and uh, but he with no spectators, it was it wasn't uh, it was no it was no issue getting from the stands through the sideline seats that are in Doctor High Park and the stand side of of Doctor High Park. So Kier McDonald, he was in the station in the stand, but he spent a lot of the time running down to the sideline, talking to James Torin, discussing things with James Torin, and he was certainly giving a view to to the players. But the the Mayo's performance, and you're right to pick out the fact that Paddy Durkin, what a player Paddy Durkin is, but the manner in which he can drive forward, and not alone when he drives forward and makes it count, he can time his runs perfection to and well able to kick points uh, from from distance, and he can also dash through to, to to kick one from closer to goal, which he did in the height to score two points from that role that highlighted and illustrated Paddy Durkin's role perfectly. Also. Oh McLaughlin, really, really exciting player too. He, he similar traits in, in the sense that James Horan really wanted him to 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 get forward and to pierce some holes in the rough common defence. And that was a that was a tactic that was used ever so well by by Mayo. And but it, it, I, 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 the question that you asked about Kieran McDonald, central role I thought uh, in the Mayo setup, and it, it, it was good to see. And it was perhaps easier to see it than in. Normal times when you might have had twenty thousand people there, but when you're when you're fortunate enough to have been at the match, you can see these things really close close up. And uh, Kieran McDonald does appear that he has a, a, an influential role in the in the Mayo setup, and that that's brilliant to see. Yeah, and it seems to be the players themselves are taking on board what he's saying to them because from a Mayo fan's perspective the freedom that they've been playing with is really just unlike other years they seem to be a lot more cocksure in the way that they're able to take the ball on take players on as well as scoring which is you know just exciting to see finally Keen, before I let you go can I get your thoughts on a prediction if I can push you 4-1 for tomorrow's Connacht final 
Fair Creeping, all logic points to a, to a Mayo win since returning to inter-county action. Mayo have played four games and they scored heavily in all four games. Or they did link to to Tyrone in, in the Allianz Football League and it set back that that relegation was suffered. But if you're being clinical, the 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 results which cost Mayo were endured earlier in, in the campaign. That the Tyrone game, it, it could have went either way. Galway really really heavy defeat to, to to Mayo. That was a that was a significant setback for Galway. Definitely an improvement in, in, in performance levels against Dublin. But going on all on, on form, which we didn't have a month ago when we spoke before the Galway and Mayo League game, and it's hard to predict anything at that stage, but going on, on, on form and on what we've seen in the past month, it's hard, not to, uh, it's hard not to give the nod to Mayo. However, it would be no shock for Galway to do it because Galway will be, will be, will be really will be really focused for this game and this is this is the game in which they, they need to deliver and as far as Joyce alluded to himself the fact that Galway haven't played a match could be a blessing it could be a curse who, who's to know and maybe it's, it's too simplistic to say that come three o'clock or half three uh, uh, on Sunday that, uh, that, 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 that that theory will be proved correct because it, it, it's knockout football it's, it, it's do or die so anything anything can happen Excellent stuff. Keen O'Connell of GA.E. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Saturday Sports Show. No problem, Queenie.